Wow, it feels really good out here. Normally I say in here, but we're out here. How many of you feel the presence of God? Man, come on, Jesus. We have a tent. This feels like old school Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, it may get dangerous in here. Out here. Whew, it just feels really good. I, I like to call it saucy. I don't know if you know what that means, but it's uh, a lot of the Holy Spirit, a little bit of the enemy. That's what that is. Wow. Come on, Jesus. Um, if we can give a, a hand to the worship team, that was incredible. Um, oily, that's another one. It's another really good one. Uh, Pastor Bob, I want to give him a hand. Thank him so much for letting us be here. <laughs> Love and honor Pastor Bob big time. And Laura, if we can give Laura a hand. Love you dearly. Yeah, such an honor to be back uh, with you guys. It really is. Was it last year? Okay, wow. I was trying to figure that out. Um, it's just so much has changed and it's been busy. And all I remember is we tried to come here last year and we did. And there was a big, I don't know if you all remember, but there was a big circular rainbow over the property. And uh, I feel like heaven set us up and kind of foresaw this. I don't know. We'll just see what will happen. But I was thinking about it honestly. And this dear brother gave me a prophetic word too. And I feel like, um, I don't know, we're just set up, you know, and especially in these times, listen to me, Holy Ghost comes strong. When, when you see the enemy starting to play cards that are strong, show a show of hand in the, in the world, the Holy Spirit always comes stronger. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, so I just want to raise your expectancy. I think I'm with you all tonight and tomorrow morning, and I say we just kind of go fifth gear. If there's another gear past that, go to that one as well. And, uh, yeah. And believe for, how many of you need healing in your bodies? Come on, we're going to believe for the power of God to touch you. And, um, and honestly, just, I'm, I'm super real. Is that okay? I'll just be real with you guys. I don't care if you wear a mask. I think some of them look pretty cool, so I don't care. I don't really wear them. But what I do know is if, if we lay hands on you, also, I may breathe on you. You don't have to if you don't want prayer. You're going to get nothing but the Holy Ghost in here. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Um, the end of the book of John says that Jesus literally breathed the Ruach, breath of God, upon the disciples, and they got full of the Holy Ghost. He said, be filled. And uh, man, I just, I keep hearing that even in worship. You're going to be healed, filled, and we just want the power of God to hit this place. So, um, but again, I'm good. I don't care what you do. I just want to encourage you and build your faith. That's all. The Bible says, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, I feel authority, man. You can just feel it in this region. Um, Acts 10 38, the Bible says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. How many of you know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And I'm telling you, his power, I believe, is going to come super strong. Um, we were just in Maine and, and they kind of blew the governmental restrictions there a little bit, but I thought it was awesome. And, and, uh, Holy Spirit moved powerfully. It was deliverance and, and the Holy Spirit came through. And so I just want to encourage you guys, um, just really f sense the presence, and I say we just go for it. We've got some super soft grass here, too, in case bodies start flying. Um, I was checking it out. You know, as a preacher, you watch that type of stuff. I preach all over the world, and, and a lot of times you just got to be calculated. This is, this is wonderful. So <laughs> you can go anywhere. I mean, this is, this is beautiful, dude. This is like paradise. 
I'm going to go ahead and see if y'all can have me back next year, possibly. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, I do want to say that, like, like you said, this is only my second time. Yeah, and it just feels really, uh, yeah, yeah. Just you guys feel really at home here. You can sense it in the spirit and love and honor you guys big time. So, um, where are some of you from? Anybody outside of Indiana? Raise your hands. Wow. Oh my goodness. Where where are you all from? Detroit. Detroit. Nice man. Come on. What's your name? Matt. Wow. I see you in the gym, bro. I need to get. <laughs> I need to get on that diet. You're looking good. What's up? Where? What are you doing? You you flew or drove? Oh, come on. We should have been on the same flight. Monique, the one and only. Where y'all from? From? Oh, Texas. Nice. You know I lived there. You did. A little bit. Yeah. In Conroe. Where else? Michigan. Nice. Michigan. Wow. Is Michigan close to here? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm super geographically challenged. I don't know what's... Anyway. I just make sure I get on the right plane and I go to the right place. Uh, where else? You can yell it all the way from the back. Georgia, come on. What part? Atlanta. We followed each other. Come on, Jesus. Hit them all the way in the back. Any, anywhere else? South Carolina. Come on, Jesus. That's amazing. Awesome. What's well, going to get good? And uh, do we have a time restraint we're trying to watch? Okay. You all want to do one, two in the morning? or what? <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> I think it isn't going to get dark on us. We have to be like, Holy Ghost, hide and go seek or something in here. <laughs> so I'll try and hurry. Oh, yeah, we got cell phones. We can do the lights. And... So, yeah, but man. Oh, where? Come on, give it up, everybody. Wow. Y'all need to come up front, take my seat. That's amazing. Honestly, you can totally come up. Um, Wow. So welcome, everybody. Really excited to, to be with you guys again. I came from um, Georgia. I'm from Louisiana, but it's just a little hopper flight. We didn't move too far. And I just came up from Georgia. And really, really excited for what the Lord's going to do. I'm telling you, man, you can feel it. I, I get it. You know, I don't really watch a whole lot of news, but, you know, I'm not in a cave either. So I, I, I get it. And man, heaven's up to something. I'm telling you, y'all know the Lord's not taken by surprise at all. He's all, when you see the enemy playing strong, the enemy sits in the, 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 the Lord, when the enemy, you know, is overplaying his hands, sorry, the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. I'm telling you, he's, he's not surprised by anything. He dominates this world. And um, you, you can just hear the things in the spirit. I will say this, some things I want to touch on prophetically, if that's okay. And that's super encouraging, the uh, 23 prophetic things. I had no idea. Usually never do. <laughs> just got to just love Jesus and go for it. But... Um, but I have noticed, which I'm excited about because I, how many of you love the fullness of God, the fullness of Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Holy Spirit and all of his splendor. I have noticed really start Angela. How are you? Um, last year, honestly, I could see the tone of the Lord's voice begin to shift a little with a little more sternness. And honestly, it's beautiful to me. I don't care how he talks. He's beautiful, altogether lovely, perfect love at all times. And, um, and you're starting to see why now. And I just want to encourage you guys, some of you young people, I just sense such hunger. And uh, I believe we're going to get hit with the Holy Ghost and fire. Some of you may say, I don't know what that is. Well, just, just let us get our hands on you. And, uh, and we'll see what will shake out. But, but I'm telling you, if you're a slight bit hungry in this hour, 
and make a few tweaks. What's up, fellas? How are y'all? Um, did y'all join the academy? I knew it, man. Dude, I saw your faces come through. I said, no, no need to pray about y'all, man. You approved on the spot. Super stoked to, to have y'all. Um, but if you're a slight bit hungry right now in this hour, and dial a few things in, getting the foxes out. I don't even know we need to live pure in this hour. John the Baptist paved the way, made crooked paths straight. Why? So Jesus could step on them. Jesus doesn't step on crooked paths. He doesn't step on them. Sorry, he's the, he walks the highway of holiness. And there's a people right now who's wooing in such a beautiful way to where they make that path in their heart pure and straight, and he's coming in like a wildfire. He's possessing people. He's raising up a company right now that I believe you're going to see step into things unprecedented, never written in the history books. And I'm a, I'm a student of history and revival in the church. I'll begin to look at this tent. Uh, my background, I used to build... Am I too loud back there? Oh, good. Okay. Uh, my background, I used to build custom homes for years, about a decade. And I love just st how structure works and to watch things. I was looking at this tent. And I begin to think back a generation prior, you know, you had like Jack Coe and A.A. A. Allen and Oral Roberts and these hard hitters, man, that are generals of mine. Uh, William Seymour, even back further, John G. Lake and these guys. And, and it reminds me of the, this time that um, God moved in such power and yet the latter rain is going to be greater. You, know, you understand? Sometimes you look at the outward and you think, man, I don't see how, but I'm telling you, the enemy is only playing checkmate right now. He, he's checkmating himself, sorry. You know, I don't even know how to play checkers, but, but basically I know you can get trapped. And then somebody says the word checkmate and they win. So, so that's what the Lord always does to the enemy. <laughs> Whatever pieces are wherever. But he sits back sometimes and he lets the Lord Jesus Christ be crucified and the enemy thinks he won. Now salvation's open to all mankind. Resurrected glory, the flawless son of God. And I'm telling you, what you're seeing right now is the enemy moves some pieces around. But the, the Lord has a company that he's raising up in this hour. And I'm telling you, if you're the slightest bit hungry, live pure right now. This, this is the hour, I'm telling you. Um, and there's this, there's, yeah, there's this current of the Holy Ghost picking people up and launching them right now into this place if they'll just align. And this isn't the time you want to get caught behind and play catch up. I mean, what else is there anyway? Honestly, when you really start looking at life, it all is kind of dull at the end of the day anyway. Social media, all the voices and the noise. Man, give me the voice of Jesus, his presence and his power, and I'm good. And so I want to encourage you guys, young, old. How many of you say, well, I'm a little bit older now? I'm right there with them getting the grays. I mean, I'm 42. I'm kind of, I don't know. It's funny. We were on the phone with our CPA the other day, the whole nonprofit stuff, my assistant, and phone calls I don't like to get into because I don't know how any of it works. And they're talking all this stuff, and the CPA's like, yeah, I mean, think about it. You're not too far out from retirement. I was like, what? No, I'm like, what? I'm like, first off, what does that word even, you know, I'm teasing. But I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not. My, my daughter's driving now. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not a young buck. So, But if you go super Old Testament, Enoch lived 365 years. So if you want to get super biblical, it can play in your favor. You can be like, man, I'm still young. They live to be hundreds of years, you know, and uh, I'm teasing. But I just want to encourage you guys, whatever the age gap is, wherever you're at, this is the finest hour. And you were plucked in this, this timeline of, of all of eternity. Can you imagine that? How many of you know the Bible speaks more about this day and age than any other generation? Isn't that crazy? The Bible speaks about the last day company before the Lord's return. How many of you know he's not far out? Can you sense that? Yeah.
The Lord, that, that's why his voice, I could tell. I said, this was before everything got interesting. I saw him change his voice. Still so loving, full of kindness, grace, mercy. So compassionate and true. I look into the eyes of Jesus and begin to weep, man. I'm, I'm telling you, this is not a game. He's everything. It's not the time right now to be tiptoeing, doing the Sunday to Sunday thing. I'm telling you, you want to get possessed with Jesus Christ right now. I mean, where you don't really, you're brainwashed. Lovers, you ever heard that thing? Well, he's too heavenly minded. He's no earthly good. That's hogwash. You've got to be so heavenly minded. That's the only way you're earthly good. We're seated in heavenly places, Ephesians 2 6. I mean, I just want to be brainwashed with him. I don't care what people think, I don't care what's popular. Listen to me, young folks. Don't give a rip about what's happening, the current of the world. You want to get caught up in, in the Lord's glory, his presence and voice right now like never before, whether it's popular or not. I love it. I was teaching recently, and um, you begin to watch the uh, – I, I don't know if I'm going to mess sound up or anything. Oh, no. Uh, you begin to watch, like, the kingdom, and uh, you can tell they're not biased or they're not on one side or the other. Their kingdom. How do you know we're people of the kingdom? Uh, how many of people are, are not born again in here? <laughs> Just trying to trick you. <laughs> how many are born again? I'm going to get people. Okay. A few people didn't raise their hands. I'll, say, I'll get you one way or the other. We'll have an altar call later. But anyway, if you're sons and daughters of God, bride of the bridegroom, however you want to see it, you're of the kingdom. The voices and the sides down here don't play a whole lot into it. We love you. Jesus looks down and sees the blood-washed saints and the, those that aren't washed in the blood. you got to understand that. We see a bunch of divisions and all this stuff. And we just we do love humanity. He, he died that all man, my, mankind might be saved. But right now, more than ever, we've got to focus on that. And so the angelic, I was teaching on it recently, and you see them a couple times where they just don't play the whole game of whatever's going on in the world. They're not caught up by it. They're caught up with Jesus, his voice, what he's doing, and that's that they bid to do his will. And we've got to embody the same thing. So you see it. I love one's kind of funny in Zechariah 4. I was just teaching on this. An angel came to him. How many of you believe in the angelic realm? It's really, really important. Mentioned over 150-something times in Scripture. Angels ministered to Jesus Christ, the flawless Lamb of God twice recorded in his earthly ministry. Hebrews 1, 14 says they're ministering spirits sent to assist those who inherit salvation. Uh, in Revelation 3, Jesus comes to the church of Sardis. He says, I am he who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars in my hand. The seven stars are the angels over churches. And he's saying something there. In this last hour, you're going to need to be familiar with the angelic realm, their assistance and ministry. Why? To fall more in love with Jesus, to obey Jesus, it's all about Jesus. That's the name of this conference, but they're a big key role. So Zechariah 4, Zechariah says, what are the two olive trees? He's caught up in this, this mysterious vision. And you'll notice, I won't go through the whole thing, but several times the angel doesn't even answer him. He just releases the word of the Lord, a prophetic word. He says, I asked a second time. Again, what are these two olive trees? And he even says, you don't know what those are? He says, no, my Lord, what are they? And he ignores him again. He, finally, the third time he answers him. Meaning angels, they always want to point back to Jesus, I believe, of course, and they do the authentic. But you also see, um, all, is it Joshua? Yeah, before Jericho. Is that April back there? Yeah. What is up? Where'd you come from, Georgia? Georgia. You, didn't, you didn't say Georgia. I'm teasing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm totally... Oh, that's awesome. I'm totally teasing. Um, 
But you see Joshua, right, crosses the Jordan, water split. Isn't that interesting? They both had to take their shoes off, and they both crossed split in water, you know. And, uh, but anyway, angel of the Lord of hosts comes to him before Jericho. We all know the story. And sure enough, Joshua, in this earthly mentality, he says, you for us or for them? He gets into these sides and all this stuff. Angel's like, I'm with none of y'all, partner. <laughs> I'm with the kingdom. And I'd, I'd advise you real quick, that's where you're going to get how deep, deep intimacy, complete infatuation, and fall in love with the word of God. Listen to me, wear your Bible out. Listen to me, young people, find a version you like. I don't do the King James, okay, so I can relate. Now, I think it's awesome, those that can. I can't even comprehend it. I'm like, thou endeth in the... And I'm one verse in, and I'm just beating my head against the wall. So I'm okay. I hope that's okay. Pastor Bob with versions. Yeah. I, just want to, I love to respect authority, too. But, you know, um, there's versions that comprehend well to you. But in this hour, listen to me. Fall in love with the Word of God. You've got to get back to it. The, in fact, pray. You say, well, it's kind of boring to me. That shows me you need to eat more. How you become hungry in the kingdom is you eat more. In the world, you eat to become full. In the spirit, you eat to become hungry. And just carve it out. Look, this is non-negotiable right here. It sounds so elementary, ABC, but I'm not going to get a show of hands, but you would be, your, your mind would, be, would boggle at how many people don't even daily partake of the word of God. I'm telling you, you're not going to shake nations. Right. Sorry, I'm getting direct now, man. But uh, this is where I've been seeing his voice come. You, you think the momentum, the enemy doesn't play fair. I don't put a whole lot of attention on him, but I'm telling you, we need people right now so infatuated with Jesus Christ. Well, I want destiny, but you won't crack the word on a daily basis. These prophetic words that have been released that are accurate, they're accurate. They're floating over you, waiting for a vessel to land on to be fulfilled. But we're not yielded. We still want all these foxes in our world, and we don't want to crack the word and live hungry and full of, fully possessed by intimacy in Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this is not the time. The tracks shifted a bit, and it's still the loving Jesus, but he's not playing games, man. And I think it's awesome. It excites me. I, I, I'll tell you, a lot of you know, there's a payday candy bar up here. <laughs> that's got to be prophetic, man. Payday? Sorry. I'm just like, that's awesome. I'll take that. I, I don't see anybody claiming it, man. That's mine. Payday. Yes, Lord. <laughs> but uh, many of you know, um, what time is it, man? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're good. Uh, uh, many of you know I, I have um, two children. My son, uh, Judah, was with me uh, last year. Hopefully I can bring them next time. Zoe, they would love you guys and this whole setup. And uh, they didn't get to come this time. But my son, we, we just finished. Uh, um, how many of you know two? <laughs> Joy will start breaking out. Joy grenades. Um, <clears throat> so... How many of you know, you don't know what joy grenades are? <laughs> oh, she knows what they are, okay. Yeah. So the, it's pretty simple. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. How many of you need more authentic love in your life? I do. Very next one off the branch, hangs ripe and, and rich every day, is joy. Bible says Jesus Christ was anointed with the oil of gladness beyond his peers it set him up beyond his peers if you look up that that the origin of that word it means hilarity laughter it, it was like giddy joy jesus christ 
Uh, on and on and on. Ephesians 5, Paul says, don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Peter, book, book of Acts, stands up. The, the first profound statement to declare Joel's prophecy coming to pass, he says, we're not drunk as you suppose. Holy Ghost is on the breakout. And so if you begin to feel a little happier than normal, <laughs> just <laughs> lean in. And uh, it'll begin to bubble up like rivers and joy. And I'm telling you, guess what's amazing about it? Wherever... The Holy Spirit is, there's liberty. Complete freedom. Addictions fall off. Healings and bodies. He knows nothing else but complete liberation and pointing back to Jesus. So that's, that's a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Do this real quick. You can keep listening to me. Just touch the person next to you just real soft with one finger and say, filled, be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. There it is. Receive a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And a payday. <laughs> I'm getting kind of hammered up here, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, many of you know. <laughs> uh, the Lord's super sneaky, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of times he, he's intoxicating his bride and wooing her. A deep love happens, man. Encounters. I've seen people rocked in joy. And you think, well, come on, man, let's get spiritual here. And it's like, it's the, some of the deepest spiritual stuff happening you ever saw. Complete deliverance, infatuation with the word and, and the Lord. And uh, anyway, so I, uh, you all know I have two children. And, uh, <laughs> and oh, so we just, um, yeah, I guess it was last year or, or whatever. We had went, oh, that's what I was going to say. How many of you know... We've got to raise our kids up, man, going for it. I'm convinced, like, like you young ones, man, y'all are going to take this torch way further than we ever knew. You know? I'm convinced. Just raw power, no compromise, deep, deep rooted in the word. Men and women, young men and women of character, purity. Holiness, they keep their word, man. They don't walk in the path of the wicked. They love them, they just don't walk in the path. There's a big, big difference. They're not wooed by them at all. They actually suck them in like magnets because they're so full of life and power and love. There's no thing like the body of Christ in the earth. There's no thing like it. I'm telling you, people possessed by heaven, there's no one like them in the earth. So, anyway, uh, you, we've got to raise our kids this way. How many of you have children in here? Yeah, and just let them, man, go for it. you you got to seek the Lord corporately with them. Let them seek the Lord on their own. Let them be themselves. Um, you, you guys get it. You know, I remember when they were real young, we would pray corporately in the living room, and it was like mayhem. You know, it was like, how can God even meet us in this? And my daughter was like, shut up, and she's pacing over here, and my son's like on this wall, and I mean, I can't think. I'm very orderly, so I can't think straight. <laughs> And I'm like, it don't matter. We're going after heaven. And I begin to learn, like, they're their own way before the Lord. And, and I want you to be encouraged in that. Be you with him. 
You don't need to mimic or cookie cut or replicate. Some of the most deep covenant people I run with that are revered dearly in the Lord were polar opposites on how we relate to the Lord, when, how, all of that. And so be you before the Lord, but go for it and raise your children. Right now is the hour. Listen to me. Why do you think there was a lockdown too? We're back in the house and families to pray together and, and just take advantage of this time. I think it's unlocking now. Is it here or not? Not as much yet as well by us. And, um, but it shouldn't be a, an, an abnormal thing that we really go for it together. As they've gotten older, we know, like I've just raised them since they're young, like we don't, we can't survive without his presence and voice. He is the manna that came down from heaven. If you start to really set your, is that frogs? Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome. We have those. Okay. We have those behind our house. They're great. Um, but, you know, what's that? Oh, yeah. The frogs want the Holy Ghost. They can come right up to the edge of the tent, but we'll keep them right on the edge. I'm teasing. Um, but basically, you know, we, it, it, oh, yeah, the manna, you want to set your life up around his presence and voice. Listen, everything's secondary in him. It's all about Jesus. He is the hinge pin that your whole life should swing on. And, and it, you know, I would encourage you to practically go back and look at your schedule and look. Because if we're honest, things get busy, noises get loud. There's a lot of stuff that happens, and we've all been there. But if, if we're not careful, sometimes we get a little bit derailed. Have you ever been there? I have a bunch. And the enemy, if he can't get you to go full swing one way into the kingdom of darkness, he'll just twist a few things and get you into Martha or something else. And, uh, oh, that's one thing, too, I do want to, before I forget, I had a prophetic dream last night. Crystal Clear woke up out of it before I went on the plane and came here. That religion, uh, where I don't know some of you where you came from or what, but specifically religion was binding some of you in, in a place and, and adding guilt and shame and keeping you locked in by guilt and shame. And the heaven's going to blow it off, blow it off. Yeah, it, I saw it. It's like it was coming in a voice that seemed spiritual, and it's a religious demon. Reminding you, locking you into guilt and shame that's not attached to God's voice at all. And it kept having you bound. I could see these keys that you kept, didn't, you wanted to give up, but it didn't feel like it was right. And it was this, this, this dream of religion. And then the Holy Spirit wants to take you, blow you out of that place into deep intimacy and relationship and be free. Look, he's, he's a God of mercy. I have, you know, sensed his, his voice of severity, but he's kind and compassionate, slow to anger. I love a verse in, he, in Hebrews, the way it writes in the NLT, it says, He has forever made perfect those that are being made holy. I remember when I read that, I was like, man, typo, Paul. Like, what in the world? Or, you know, it's debatable, but some think he wrote Hebrews. He forever made perfect those that are being made holy. And so you need to know that, like, you know, even the book of John says, look, if you claim to have no sin, you've lied. But also, the Bible says, be perfect as he is perfect. So there's high standards. We go for the Lord, but you know when you when you uh, sin, you have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ. He washes you, makes you new, never sees it no more. Guilt and shame were from the enemy to paralyze you. That's what it was in the dream. It was a paralyzing religious spirit, and, it's, and you were thinking it was God, and it's binding you and stopping you in your place. It's not from God at all. Um, I love it. I touched on it recently. You see, um, anyway, but forever made perfect those that are being made holy. Meaning he sees you through the blood of Jesus from start to finish. He sees you perfect, but he realizes along the way you're being made holy. Does that make sense to you guys? Uh, I love it. And there's this powerful um, 
account that happened with a man about a generation ago uh, named Roland Buck. Some of you have heard of him. It was just a normal pastor the Lord picked and began to take into some encounters heavily in the angelic realm. And I touched on this recently, but he got taken to this heavenly experience and he began to see record books of the generals of old. And he began to see Abraham, David, Samson, all, you know, all these, these generals. And nowhere in the books in heaven were the, the, the wrongs and the, the places they, they fell short. And he's like, Lord, what about Abraham when he lied about his wife Sarah and said it's his sister? He wasn't in there. David, all these, these issues. And again, I'm not condoning compromise at all. You, you hear me. I'm going to touch on both. But he's in heaven now on the other side of the new covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus. He asked, where are these records, Lord? And, and the Lord says, I, I, I don't keep records of wrong. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrong. And you say, well, I don't know about that. Well, go to Hebrews then 11. You see the generals, the hall of faith, hall of fame, hall of faith. You have Samson. You have um, Sarah. Remember, she laughed. It's righteous. Abraham, righteous. You don't see their flaws anywhere in there. Now written in the new covenant. And so I just want to encourage you guys when the enemy's bringing this up before you, trying to paralyze you, and, and he talks really loud in spiritual ways, it's totally demonic. Holy Spirit convicts. He calls higher. He addresses foxes that are current. And so I want you to be free of that. Anyway, um, so we were just in a, a Daniel fast. You've got to raise your kids up going for it, man. Fasting. How many of you know that's really important? Just want to tell you guys that's biblical. You know, if you, if you don't, you just study it out for yourself. But I just, I think, we, how many of you know, I think we need to return to like the foundations that are solid. The Bible, fasting, prayer, pray in the Holy Ghost. I mean, you know what I mean? Worship, like the solid stuff, man. I, I was, um, I'll read it for you. We'll, we'll keep this official and read a verse. <laughs> so you guys don't say we just, uh, but now listen, I, um, earlier, I think my phone will work. Yeah, earlier this year, or at least this 2020 prophetic stuff, I'll see out for the year at times. And, and listen to one of them that I had seen was, and, and I'm telling you, we're stepping into it, and it's going to ever increase. This is not a doom and gloom. I'm not one of those guys. I'm just a Bible guy, though. Love the Bible. Love Jesus. And listen, I'm telling you, we're stepping into this more than ever before. We need people that are possessed by the Word of God, the Bible, authentic Word, not twisted the, the word. So, but watch this. It says, this is Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing a further and further divide of these companies right here. Those that are rooted solid in the word and those that just want to hear what they want to hear. And we're not trying to be like, we're better than and point fingers and form camps. It's just going to by default happen. I'm telling you, we're in this and it's going to increase. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. How many of you sometimes the truth is a bit hard, but it sets free and it's, it's rooted in love. We need to just stay on the truth. Look, it keeps going. It says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news. That was the work of an evangelist and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Um, so that plus another thing I had seen, which is making more sense now, I went into a vision. I'm going to get back to my son. I'm all over the place. Um, I was like in the Lord's lap, and I could see his hands 
out like like just in his palms. And you can go back on our YouTube, we shared it way earlier at, to, at the start of this year for 2020. And I could see the cross in both palms as I was sitting in his lap, but they were simultaneously the le lowercase letter T's. Okay, this is all, you guys get the prophetic symbols and all this stuff matters. So two letter T's, then he closes his hands as to pray, opens them back up, and now they're upside down crosses that were the T's. And I knew right away the Holy Spirit spoke to me because in the record books, everybody knows this, that the only person where the cross was upside down was Peter was crucified upside down. And T is the 20th letter of the alphabet. And the Lord spoke to me 2020, both T's in 2020. He bore the cross, but now he's, he's our intercessor and he's praying for us because you're going to start seeing persecution hit the church. The cross is upside down. That's Peter. He, 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 isn't that amazing? Peter, the same one that denied Jesus, now a spokesman on the day of, of, of the Pentecost for the Holy Spirit. He says he didn't feel worthy to be crucified the same as the Lord Jesus. So he requested to be crucified upside down. Isn't that wild? I know it's a little heavy, but how many of you know blessed are those who are persecuted? And, and we're at the way, I mean, you're seeing just the very, very beginning of even the drops in the, in the bucket, but what will increase and what's just Bible. You can just read the word for itself. And um, so I want to encourage you guys, like never before, we just need to dig our heels in, fall madly in love with Jesus. And what you're going to see is this infatuated bride, drunken in love with Jesus Christ, shining like the noonday sun. Persecution is like, read Psalm 91, let the arrows fly by day. You're not naive, but you just, plagues don't phase you. You're not in fear. You're just Jesus, the bridegroom, the 10 bridesmaids from Matthew 25. Jesus, you're everything. Noise, storms, but you're not like Peter that looks at the storms because you're so infatuated with him. So what do you do? You walk on the water. You walk right through storms. People that look at storms always sink. You look at Jesus, man, you're everything. And the closer you get, oh my gosh, you're really, really everything. You get closer, oh, I had no idea. You're even more beautiful than I ever knew. And you're so possessed, the noise, whatever persecution, it's just very, it, it's, the mountains look like anthills. I'm telling you, that's where you want to be, high, high places of intimacy. Isaiah 40, those who wait upon the Lord, they, they, they form these wings in the spirit and they mount up. And they just hit higher levels. The bride's another company. They're a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. You can see it in their eyes. They're just, they're possessed. You've seen people that are deep, deep, deep in love. That you just can't tell them anything different. They don't know anything different. Let the storms come, the resistance, the, the waves, whatever it is. They just hit this high place and they see him. And they'll go through anything. Stephen, martyred. And again, I know it's early. I know it's early. But you, you'll be, anyway. But Stephen, he's so possessed, man. This, this says the Lord was sitting down and stood up to look down when he, when he went to get martyred. Stephen says, don't, don't hold it against him. No bitter thing, man. Me in the natural, somebody stoning me, I'm wanting to snap necks. I'm just telling you right now. I'm grabbing rocks. You know, but that's the beauty of his presence in the Holy Spirit. He's so possessed in love with Jesus Christ. Jesus stood up, saw, saw the Lord, and, and I've heard the revelation where actually that's, that's how Saul got, got taken in because he was over that. And so the, the enemy lost Saul. See, that was a checkmate situation. You all remember those that stoned Stephen through their coats at the feet of Saul? Devil, bad day for the devil. And Stephen was a gunner full of wisdom and wonders. And he got picked to bust tables basically in Acts 6. 
And now you got Saul writing two-thirds of the New Testament because you want to play a strong hand, devil? That's where we're at, man. And, and I'm telling you, people right now, a company that are going to thrive quick are those that just aren't playing games right now. Again, not, not legalism at all. Just get real, real simple with your life. I'm telling you, cut the fat out. Get lean in the things of the spirit. Little foxes. Look, I was on the plane. Do y'all know where I put my phone at? Oh, and uh, was reading uh, after this lady was trying to make me wear my mask. Man, I wasn't fond of her. I needed the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being honest. Oh, man. I'm like, lady, look. You may fear, but you submit to your fear. I'm not submitting to your fear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm teasing. So, so I'll tell you a, a hack, man, I figured out recently. You just keep snacks in your lap, and you can just munch on them, and they come walking by you, throw another almond in your mouth, and they're like, oh, he's just eating. <laughs> they'll, they'll leave you alone. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, lady, don't mess with me. I'm teasing. Uh, watch this. This is so beautiful. Psalm 101. I'm just I'm just excited to run with a company man that's just tired of the the side roads, the nonsense, the baggage. It's you don't need it. The sins that so easily entangle you. Who wants to run a race entangled? A chain and ball you're dragging around. That's why you're so weary. Jesus says, "Come to me, all you who are weary." I'm telling you if you're weary weary, weary right now, you need to come to Jesus more. This isn't a condemning thing at all. It's like if your weary meter is high, your Jesus meter is low. Don't, don't get me wrong. I get hard times and resistance, and I know all that. But Jesus, there's something about him, man. What is that, Matthew eleven twenty nine 29, somewhere in there? Um, but watch this. I will sing of your love and justice, Lord. I will praise you with songs. I'll be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Man, start cutting out the stuff out of the eye gate. You want Jesus in your eye gate, in your ear gate. You, you know what I mean? You want to cut off the soulish things and fill the spirit, and the enemy's like, oh, great. I don't need a people like this right now. Just keep some foxes, please. I'm okay. Look, I get it. You, you're not going to totally bail out, and you, you want to be born again one day, but just keep some foxes, a few balls and chains around your feet so, so you're unproductive, and so you miss the second wave that the Lord's trying to take a bridal company into because I can't have you in it. I'm telling you, that's all he's trying to do right now. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. You know what he means. He loves them, but he hates the sin in them. I used to love uh, Smith Wigglesworth. They said his prayer lines were ruthless. They said, Pastor Bob, you probably know about this. Yeah, Smith Wigglesworth. I kid you not, I think this is real. I, I think he punted a baby back to life one time in a meeting, like a football, trying to cook, kick field goals. But no one for sure I know of this, this person. They said he would punch you. What was it? Oh, yeah. yeah no, I wouldn't recommend that. They don't, they don't teach you that in Bible college. So, uh, but he would punch people. One time, I think he punched a person in the stomach. They had a tumor. It flew out of their throat. And, uh, but you know something else about him? This is the company the Lord's raising up. Listen to me, man. There's so much nonsense going on, and you want nothing to do with it. You want to live like this blameless life, integrity, super narrow path. I'm very comfortable and want to become more so with the narrow path. 
The broad path leads to destruction. Well, I have more freedom. I got more choices. No, you're in bondage. True liberation's on the narrow path. That's where freedom is. So anyway, uh, Smith Wigglesworth are like, man, like, bro, easy, you know. He's like, I'm not punching them. I'm, I'm hitting the devil in them. But the other thing about Smith Wigglesworth you got to know is, some of it I probably, you know, is a little much, but I think it's awesome still. I just I admire the heart behind it. They said he wouldn't even wear a cut. What are those called that men wear on their jacket at special occasions? Like a flower you cut off, like a boutonniere. He wouldn't even wear one because it had already been cut off and it was dead. He was so into life and the power of life and God. He was like, no, things are already dead. Don't put that on me. He was a man full of power. I'll wear a flower on a thing. I don't care. But I'm just saying, I think it's awesome. So um, they said, John G. Lake, listen to me, man. Bring back the Holy Ghost-filled powerhouses in the earth that love Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, but the thing is, the problem is the devil's got a bad day coming. I'm telling you. The company right now, they're a bit hidden in, in, in you know, underground. But when they get launched, I'm telling you, it's going to be mayhem of light in love. In, in love, too. You don't want to be the brow-beating religious. We used to street witness down in um, Louisiana when I was first born again. And they had that crowd across the street from us just in anger. Whoremongers, you're going to hell and all this stuff. And it was no fruit at all. In love, deep, deep love, but power and no compromise. So anyway, John G. Lake, they said he'd get up in the morning, go look in the mirror. You all know John G. Lake? I named my daughter's middle name after him, Zoe Lake. And uh, he'd look in the mirror, he says, God lives in that man. He knew, they, they said his revelation is like he had a revelation of the power of the ages to come way before his time. He said God, he knew, it was so real to him that the living God lived in him. He'd literally, like there'd be the press in South Africa from people that were so diseased. He took a plague one time, put it in his hand. It was killing people. You think COVID, man, come on. Sorry, I'm not trying to undermine anything, but, but do you realize we have the kingdom of heaven within us? And uh, a plague's blowing through a region. He goes, he says, put that in my hand. He says, first look at it. And this plague's alive in the, under the telescope. He said, put it in my hand. He put it in his hand. He says, now look. And it was dead on the spot. He's like, the power of Christ lives in me. Plague's killing him on the spot in his palm. But he would, he would look in the mirror. God lives in that man. There'd be times where people couldn't get to him because of the press of the people. So he'd lay hands on like a tree stump or a rock. This is Acts chapter 19, 11, if you want a verse for it. The Bible says, God did extraordinary miracles at the hands of Paul that even handkerchiefs that touched him would be taken and people would be healed. Demons would leave with shrieks. That happened with Wigglesworth once as well. He went to stay at some guest house. The husband was not born again. They gave him the, the, his, uh, their room to stay in and he woke up the next morning and told the wife, said, don't wash the sheets. Not that you can wash the anointing out, but nevertheless, it was the principle. They go to bed that night. The husband wakes up under the fear of the Lord, got born again on the spot. So handkerchiefs, things like this, it's the touching and the, the transferable anointing. John G. Lake would lay hands on the tree stump, bolt. He had to go. People, all they would do is go touch the tree stump or the rock and be healed on the spot. Uh, but another thing about Wigglesworth, I love this. Lester Summerall, mentored by him, powerful man of God. Look him up, man. I want to encourage you guys, especially young. No way. You're kidding me. Wow. You're kidding me. Wow. That's, I haven't talked about this guy in forever either. If at all. I don't know. You can go back and check. Anyway, that's amazing. Is he, is he, right, but is he buried around here? 
That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, anyway, he was a gunner. So I would encourage some of you young guys to look up YouTube. You can find some of these generals, man, preaching the raw gospel. A lot of the prophetic stuff you're seeing today foresaw and and the and forward. You guys are going to fore outrun many of anything that anybody's seen, but I just love it all. So Lester Summerall comes to his house. over in London. They said he was a gruff man, I think an ex-plumber. Didn't start ministry till he was like 40. Couldn't read really much. Oh, the only book he ever read was the Bible. Smith Wigglesworth, the only book he ever read was the Bible. And uh, I want to say he had a third set of teeth. It was crazy. This man was supernatural. All of a sudden, he toured around before he died with his son and just went on. But anyway, was that a lightning bug? This is awesome. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go back into a church building after this, man. This is awesome. A lightning bug. See, lightning bugs know the narrow path. I'm telling you. That's where the fire's at. The lightnings of God. They know. All of creation cries out. No, so anyway, uh, Lester Summerall rolls up uh, to his front door, has a newspaper under his arm. And again, hear it in context. I'm not trying to get legal here. It's just the heart behind it, man, that we need back, and it's coming. I'm telling you, there's a tenacious group that are just possessed with Jesus right now, possessed with his word, taking it for what it is and going forth. So he, he rolls up to his door, newspaper under his arm, Smith Wigglesworth opens the door. There he is again. That's my little buddy, man. <laughs> and uh, Smith immediately, not like, hi, Lester, how was your day? None of this. What's under your arm? That's how he greets him. Smith Wigglesworth, what's under your arm? He's like the daily newspaper. He says, lies. Those don't come in my house. He made him leave the newspaper out on like a bucket in the front door. We didn't let a newspaper in his house. He goes, lies. Those don't come in my house. <laughs> And again, hear it with, with a grain of salt. I'm okay if you, you want to catch up on the news or something here and there. I don't get too caught up in a lot of it. You've got to be careful. But you, you get the point. The point is that we, we be these lightning bugs on the narrow path. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want light, stay in the light. In God, who is light, there is no darkness at all. And so you continue to step in him in a deep, rich way, and darkness comes out of you. And, man, that's what the earth needs, blinding light like the Lord Jesus' face. And so I want to encourage you guys that um, now more than ever, you know, just living pure. A lot of you have heard me quote out of Second Timothy chapter 2. I love it. This is another beautiful one um, that Paul writes about being special utensils ready, ready. Listen, don't listen to any of you like, well, but I got to get some stuff in order, you know, next year, man, I, I just, my schedule, I'm still working, all these, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Nah. Today is the day of salvation. I mean, really, you do not want to stand before the Lord of all the earth one day and be like, oh my goodness, those five years I wasted because of excuses. I wasted because of this seemed right or this practical that, or I was comfortable with this. Sorry, I forgot to, my dear friend Jason, stand up, Jason Burns. We were just talking about this, though. You all know Jason, a lot of you. He's amazing. And uh, his beautiful daughter, Kendra Burns, stand up, please. She's a worship leader, too. She's amazing. And uh, I just love them dearly. We run together a lot all over the place. But we're just talking about this. You know, like, you, you don't want the, again, I'm not condoning, go off and just run out yeah, and produce a bunch of Ishmaels that the Lord didn't tell you to do. You know what I mean? But also, you don't want to get caught up in just, have you ever ha had that? Just the practical, well, just wait. I mean, just tone it down. Wait till things just fall out just right. I've had that before, and the enemy will play on that if you give him that. 
Now is not today is the day of salvation. This is not the time. And, and like I told you guys, I was, I've been hearing the Lord's voice, still saturated, undergirded with complete love, grace, compassion, mercy, slow to anger. But he's also meaning business right now. He's meaning business. And it's kind of exciting to me because I, I can see he's preparing his bride. That which worked in older seasons is not working anymore. There's no wind. It's like the cloud is moving. The pillar of fire is moving. And, and if you want to go to the promised land, you got to get going. Get the knees high, high knees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and get out of the muck and the mire because he's giving her grace right now for it. I tell you, lightning bugs start coming through this joint. That's going to be awesome. Like a bunch. Just because I like it. <laughs> More, Lord. <laughs> but the... You know, the, the high knees of just following the Lord right now. You guys get, get what I'm saying. So Second Timothy 2, he says um, that you'd be a special utensil ready for the, Lord, the Lord's use. Ready right now. Uh, Revelation says the bride has is, is, is made herself ready. Listen to me. It's definitely only by God's grace you can live pure, only by the Holy Spirit. His grace is the supernatural Live pure and holy. You can only do it by him. But also, there is a preparing of yourself. There's a you throwing off those sins that so easily entangle you. Verse after verse. Listen to this. This is the one I'm telling you about. Second Timothy, Paul writes. You say, well, that's old covenant, brother. Now we're in the grace dispensation. And we are. But there's a cooperation required by the body. I'm telling you, there's a cooperation. It's you throw off the sins. You destroy the little foxes while he gives you the grace to do it. You understand? You can be smoking your cigarettes. Well, just when the Lord gives me grace. No, the grace is there. And, uh, or whatever it is. That's, that's a really out there one. I'm talking about the even inner things of the heart. The Bible says, who may ascend the hill of God? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. So many of us say, well, no, I don't do some of the outward touching things you can see of sin, but our hearts are full of impurity. We'll jump quick at gossip and slander, mistrust, deception, Deep in our hearts, anger, unforgiveness, things that the Holy Ghost will not dwell upon in or through. And so anyway, but watch this, 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse, I'll back up to 16. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Just the word, man. I really am falling fresh and more all the more in love with the Bible. I want to convey that. Listen to me. Fall in love. All of it, too. All of it. Go to the Old Testament, New, the Psalms, Proverbs, the, all of the Bible. Listen to me. There's some people saying, well, we're in the New Covenant. Stay in the New Testament. Jesus says the Scriptures speak of me. He's in all of it. Genesis to Revelation. Get, get consumed by the Word of God. Read it. Listen to me. Read the Bible until you find gems and in, in, for quantity and quality. I do it all. I love it all. Okay. I get to read the Bible in, in a few months or a year, do that too. But also if you run into a gem, camp out on it because the Lord's trying to pull and tug at you. So I'll be sifting through a haystack of the word and then bam, I'll run into a gem and I'll just stop arrested on it. Pray it. Jesus possess me. Make it fresh. Anyway, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk. That's the heart. That only leads to more godless behavior. 
We don't get caught up in that nonsense, man. Don't have time. You know why? It's not becoming of the Holy Spirit. The flawless dove of the Holy Ghost comes in and he hears that. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll wait. I'll come back later. I love you. No condemnation, but I, that's not my world. I do joy, unity, peace, love, righteousness. And you want to be a vessel that's always becoming of him. Because why? He came upon Jesus and remained. Anyway, uh, they have left the path of truth. Oh, sorry. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenius and Philetus. I know I botched that. They have left the path of truth, claiming the resurrection, blah, 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 blah. Watch this. Verse 19. <laughs> but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. First off, foundation stones are the most critical thing in any construction, the foundation. If your foundation's off, everything else is off. So this right here, watch this. This is engraved on the foundation stone, Paul writes. The Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Well, but the Lord will sovereignly do it one day. No, that's nowhere in here. If you belong to the Lord, you, and about 90% of the hands went up, you must there's no options here. This wasn't a multiple choice. This was must. You must turn away. And this is the hour to do it. I'm telling you, you will get left behind. Nobody likes this kind of preaching, but I'm telling you, I've been seeing it by revelation. The Lord's tone is changing. You know, as a current coming, you will, you don't want to play catch up. Now, don't listen to the voices. Well, next year, I just, I'm kind of, I got a lot going on. And, you know, no, no, I already told you his presence and voice is the hinge pin of all of life. Everything is secondary to that. Move everything violently right now move jobs, whatever you got to do by his voice. Again, this is all understood by his leading, but I'm meaning don't let anything get in the way of that right now. His voice, living a pure life, possessed by the word. But anyway, uh, the Lord knows who are his and all belong to the Lord. The Lord's going to have them. He's going to help them turn away from evil. It doesn't say that he will in his grace empowers us. We know that, but you must turn away. So you, you, you see over and over again in scripture, you guys can hear me in the back, right? Wow, you guys did an amazing job, by the way. This is incredible, this tent, the sound. Um, Josh. Where's Josh? Josh? No? Who's Josh? Oh, that is him? He didn't want, he's like, I'm not Josh. He pulled the humble card. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's definitely a man of God. Paul's like, I know a man went to the third heaven one day. He's like talking about himself. He pulls the humble card. He's like, Paul, we all know it's you, bro. You know what I mean? Or like where Moses writes the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, and he says he's the meekest man on all the earth. Moses wrote that. Isn't that awesome? I think, I think that's awesome. Like, okay, Moses, man. All right. No, he was, though, because he also wrote how he, you know, should have spoke to the rock the second time and hit it. But anyway, just having fun. So anyway, all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Watch this. In a wealthy home. How many of you like wealthy homes? I think they're cool anyway. Not that you have to have one. I, I got to tell you a funny story, okay? You guys okay with that? I'm all over the place. And then we'll, we'll start to land it. But we got to keep going a little bit longer so the lightning bugs get more. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's around Christmas time. I'm in Louisiana. And I'm driving. Uh, I think I have my kids, yeah, in the truck. And just this wealthy home reminded me of it. Not real spiritual, but... Uh, I'm, I'm riding down a major highway, and I see a young couple and a precious little boy, black, black couple and a little, little boy, a little African-American. It's beautiful, and I love, anyway, you all know if you follow me for any length of time, especially the little boy. I'm like, man, he's just precious. So this isn't normal. They're walking down a highway, uh, 
it's just a normal main highway. I just knew something wasn't right. So I pulled over, said, hey, what's going on? You'll need, you'll need help, whatever. They're in Louisiana. And they said, yeah, our car broke down, da, 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 da. We're trying to get to Atlanta, which looking back now is so ironic. We moved there. But anyway, they hopped in. I'm like, oh, we'll figure it out. I don't know anything about fixing cars. I'm like, Jesus, help us. <laughs> I'm just precious boy and this beautiful couple. They were so sweet. So I'm taking them. Uh, and I said, you know what? Let's just figure it out. But I, I said, are y'all hungry? We were passing some food places. And they're like, no, no. They didn't want to overimpose real sweet. But I saw their son's eyes light up in the rearview mirror. I said, no, no. Y'all are lying. He's hungry. So we pull off Wendy's, actually. went Not the most healthy, but it was there. It was convenient. So we loaded them up with whatever. And um, so let's go to my house. Uh, what we'll do is... Maybe let's just fly you to Atlanta, and we'll figure your car out later. It probably wasn't. That's all I came up with. It wasn't really profound. But I'm thinking, I don't know how to fix cars. And, and, oh, they're trying to go to Atlanta to be with their family for Christmas. Did I say that part yet? Yeah, so this is crucial. We've got presents on the line for the little boy. This is big. So I'm like, let's just get you there, and uh, we'll figure your car out later. So uh, we come to my house at the time in Louisiana. We lived on this lake, and it was beautiful. This little boy had never seen really geese, and he's feeding them and just having a lot of fun. And I'm figuring out their tickets, and we got them set up. Drive them down to New Orleans to get them out. We had to catch the flight quick for them. Fly them out, and they're so grateful, really sweet. And they text me the next day, I'm not kidding you, from this like a mansion. They're inside this wealthy home. This is how I remembered it. Thank you so much. We made it to our family, da-da-da, and all this. And and come to find out they were related somehow to Creflo Dollar. Have you ever heard of that preacher? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, man. I thought it was great. I was like, man, why didn't Creflo fly y'all up? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm totally teasing. I'm, I'm kidding. But, uh, and then they came back and we got the car figured out. But um, anyway, watch this though. Paul says, in a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. Some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. This is where it really starts to hit home. How many of you want to be used for special occasions in the kingdom? I've just, it's funny, I've not met many people that just want to be mundane and kind of ordinary. Do you know why? Because God put it in you to be extraordinary for the kingdom. It's not normal to be a son of God and want to be just mundane and get by. That's not, not his purpose. And I'm telling you, there's going to be people, and I'm not talking about pulpits, that's not it at all. I'm convinced there's going to be intercessors that are mansions in heaven and rewards, and you never saw them. So it just means your assignment, a special occasion. Y'all are tracking with me. Whatever the Lord called you to do. Perfect ministry in its purest form is doing what Jesus told you to do. Isn't that awesome? Paul called mostly to Gentiles, Peter to the Jews, Daniel, government, Joshua. Take them into the promised land. You see assignments, and they're awesome. Gideon, and, and, and it's just beautiful. So you walk in what the Lord's called you to. I love to watch that in the fullness of the body of Christ. Even today, you see like Mike Bickle, love and honor him dearly in the assignment on his life, so different from the next and whatever it may be. Uh, there's just so many generals. I don't want to start getting into that, but you'll see assignments and graces and anointings on their life. And I want to encourage you to be free to be who you are. But watch this. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. The cheap ones are for everyday use. These are what I call the, the kingdom sporks. Do you know what sporks are up in Indiana? You get them at like Taco Bell, and they're wrapped in little, they're just, and when you're done with them, they go in the trash. Uh, how many of you want to be a spork in the name of the Lord? Exactly. Not one hand went up. So watch this. 
The expensive, yeah, the cheap ones are for everyday use. Now watch this next verse Paul writes that, that's totally on us, okay? I'm about to pull the rug out from this hyper-grace stuff. Love you. I know where you're coming from. I've heard the verses, but they just don't work, and I've seen the fruit. How many of you know typically wisdom will prove itself by its fruit? And if, if somebody, there's some believable stuff going out there, people can make the Bible say whatever they want it to say. They can be real flashy, great orators. But all you have to do is sit back and watch the tree for a while. And the fruit will start to tell a lot. Not that you want to get judgmental, skeptical, start pointing your finger, love, trust, you know, all things. It bears all things. Not, not at all that spirit, but you just, you can see fruit over, over, over time. Watch this. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. The cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. The silver and the gold utensils, honorable use. If He didn't say, look, if you can shakalaka with the best of them, if you can preach, the, if your theology is just pristine. You know, I love Acts 4.13. Peter and John, it's like, man, these are ordinary, untrained men. And that's another people the Lord's raising up right now, people that aren't polished, but they've been with Jesus. Be comforted, man. Don't feel like you have to give it. Jesus picked like fishermen, not polished at all. You know, now if you're a great orator too, I love that. I think it's great. Hone in on your craft, you know, study to show yourself approved. But I'm just saying right now, the prerequisite that Paul writes is if you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil, silver and gold. If not, you still might be saved, but you'll roll up in the spork line in heaven, like hopping around (laughs) like a spork. I'm good, man. Those things are useless. They bend and break. Anyway, so keeping ourselves pure, and he'll give us a fresh grace. It's not a condemning thing. I already told you guys. He's like, I was just reading it again the other day. He removes your sins from the east to the west. He's so loving. He's not into getting hanging, hung up on it. I had a dream last night. Guilt and shame's not from him. He wants to set you free, but I'm telling you, there's this highway. He's like, just crank it up a slight notch. Listen, if you're going right down a highway for a long haul and you tilt the, the steering wheel just barely, nothing crazy, just a mile, even 10 miles down the road, you're going to be way off, of course. And that works both ways. If you make a few adjustments right now, turn away from evil. Keep yourself pure. You want and stay that course. His grace will come on. He's like, I've been waiting for that. My grace is here. Watch this empowerment that comes on. You thought you needed that baggage. You thought you needed those extra foxes. They're just slowing you down. You're listening to those voices that weren't from me. His supernatural empowerment will hit you, and all of a sudden that, that dial will turn just a little bit. Before you know it, that current comes. Sometimes I'll watch the animated cartoons with my kids. You ever seen Nemo? And that uh, whatever that tunnel of water is that goes, takes them to Sydney. You ever seen that one? It's like the waterway. What is that called? The current? Anyway, the turtle's like, righteous, righteous. That part where he's, phew, and he, it's, a, it's a current of acceleration where there's one of those right now, the body of Christ, the Lord's letting loose called the Holy Spirit. And if you just keep yourself clean and fall madly in love with him, be, be the bridesmaids that are full of oil right now. Pose, get possessed with the word of God. Listen, man, dive deep, dig into it. You say, well, I don't even understand it all. Who cares? Dig deep. He'll, he'll unlock it for you. Pray. Another thing I love about the Smith Wigglesworth, he says, some read the Bible in Hebrew, some read it in Greek, but I read it in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so Holy Spirit's the greatest teacher. He can teach you all things, guide you into all truth. Just ask him, say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. I, I, I recommend practically getting a version you like, but that comprehends well. And then Holy Spirit, make it alive. 
I mean, every time you go to crack that book, man, this book's alive. This is the most dangerous book in the globe in a good way. This thing is alive, penned by the Holy Spirit himself through men. You crack that thing, it's a dangerous uh, step in, in a good way. You guys know what I'm saying? So you crack it open, Holy Spirit, make this thing alive. Talk to me. Show me Jesus. I need the manna this day. Because Jesus in John chapter 6 says, I am the manna that came down from heaven. And the manna would come every day. So we need to be partaking of that manna every day. So living pure, loving the word. You say, well, man, I know all this, but how and what of a quality way are we walking this thing? You know what I mean? And it's not the, it's, it's a few dial adjustments in, in that Nemo current, I'm telling you, will take you of butter, acceleration, favor. You say, well, the times seem rough, but like I already told you, Isaiah 40, those who are weary, the Lord says, come to me, you, you that are weary, and he'll take us higher. And uh, I'll, I'll start to land it here, man. I went all kind of places I didn't know I would go, but... Um, but, uh, you know, I'll probably share some more stuff uh, in the morning. We'll see where we end up.